0: Welcome to the Reborn Podcast. My name is Ashley Horner with special guest, Miss Brittany, aka Pepper Potts AH Co. She does it all, folks. And she is here to ensure that I stay on track today. Right. And we are going to start this podcast off, like we always do, with a shot of whiskey because we are filming, in fact, at American Brew, which is a coffee whiskey bar. So if you're hearing the espresso machine, some chattering, that is, in fact, customers and an espresso machine. Yeah. Ma'am, your dog. Oh. <laughs> so Eliza's, like, blind, so she can't see. <laughs> <laughs> Bliving. <Blimey. laughs> All right. What are we cheers into, ma'am? Whoa. I know. Sorry. This is a full bottle. I feel
1: like those things, you know, because, like, when you pour out of a regular cup, it does that.
0: Well, because like, it's, it's so full. I know. Shouldn't they have, like, a little nice little I'm getting used to this microphone stuff. in my face, so it's I like feel here. so official. Right here. Soon Huh? Right here. Right here like, what? No, like, right here. Oh, yeah, right here. We've been to- <laughs> told not to move our heads. So we might, like, get really into it, but we're going to be moving our arms and, like, not our heads. So bear with us. Um Welcome to the Reborn Podcast. My name is Ashley Horner. This is Brittany. She is going to be joining me today as my special guest. And today we are going to be talking about taking the first steps. And so today's toast is um, talking about a lot of things that maybe people who are successful or who are business owners or you know who have a, a big social media platform, they don't talk about how messy and how scary it can be when you take the first steps. And yeah. today we are going to be talking a little bit about the messy, a little bit about the scary, and then just doing it. So here right. cheers to the messy and the scary and just doing it. Doing it. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> this is a big one, sorry. Huh.
1: What do you think about Bullet? Um it's like my favorite.
0: All right, getting right into it. Um, So when we talk about taking the first steps, um, I think a lot of times, I don't know. I mean, you can kind of start like being scared. How do you, you've been, you've been through a lot of my endeavors and even like the start of a lot of things from the very beginning. Yeah. And we can talk about some of the, I guess, the companies that I have. Um, or like even projects that I'm working on. Yeah. We have AH Co, Mm -hmm. which is the fitness. Valkyrie. We, We have Valkyrie, which is the clothing line. We have American Screen Printing, which is my own screen printing company that I've started. American Brew. The first one. And then I purchased a building. I moved the company and now I own this building. Yes. That was really scary. Yeah. (laughs) owning real estate right what (laughs) um what else we have the unbroken foundation yeah we have american sled dogs who that company has kind of taken a step back and i've closed it down currently for like just a private training facility we have the transform you challenge which is is a 10-week challenge we have what else Mm. Um, Horner Elite, which yeah. is my one-on-one training. We have the podcast now, yeah. Reborn at Reborn Pod. Follow us right now if you're not. And the Horner training, your subscription. Yes, the subscription model that we've just launched recently. Yeah, a lot. And we're yeah. both mothers. Yes, yes.
1: To multiple children.
0: Yes, which can <laughs> get kind of crazy. <laughs> um. So just talking about like, I guess the start and. Yeah, so how was it when you started, like, with the brew? So originally, whenever I want to create something, like, the whole purpose of me starting American Brew was because the only coffee shop here on Shore Drive, which happened to be a Starbucks, shut down. And I didn't have a place to go and get coffee or sit there and study and work. (laughs) Not study. I definitely was not studying (laughs) work. (laughs) I don't study. That's why I did so poorly in high school and college because I don't study. But I didn't have a place to go and just work. Um, And so I was like, you know what? Shore Drive, I really wanted something that had to do with community. And I wanted to open up a coffee shop. And in my mind, I was like, oh, how hard can coffee be? And I was like, but I bet I can make a little bit more money if I sell whiskey. And so you're right. Who doesn't love whiskey? And so I had the idea of opening up a coffee whiskey shop, which there was nothing like that here. The only one that I had known of was out in Denver, Colorado. And so I was like, yes, I rented a space. I probably hired a manager already, <laughs> hired my whole team. And then I realized that I had to have a full-fledged restaurant, Yeah, which was really scary. Right. And um, I think that, like, I get this idea of where I want to be, what I want to do, or where I want to go. Mm-hmm. And then you almost have to trek backwards. Yeah, because like you, have you this, see it there. Right. And you have this point. Maybe yeah. it's point like, not even point B, maybe it's like G. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you have to backtrack. And then you're like, okay, I'm at like A negative. <laughs> Right? Because you see this and you're like gung-ho for the
1: end result. Yes. And then you have to be like, wait a minute. Yeah.
0: And then reality hits and things are like, no, pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. <laughs> Brittany does a lot of brake pumping for me. Because <laughs> I get these ideas and I'm like, we're doing this. And she's like, hold on. Hold How do we get here? Yes. I don't think I've ever said no.
1: I think I've said, okay. Let's right. do let's it. Let's break it down and but figure out the path. Let's take it step by step. Yeah. yeah. And so, what was the path? So, you had the one over there that was kind of your learning experience. It was my learning okay. experience. And then you lost. I lost and you... a lot of money, and I'm still so bitter about that. Right. I was so stupid. <laughs> but it was, but had it not been for that, I wouldn't have learned everything to exactly. be where Exactly. And so, like, transitioning over to buying this property, and I remember coming in when we did the burpees. And y'all were in here, like, constructing everything. Oh, it was okay. still really yeah. raw. It hadn't even opened yet. And what was what was the transition of what did you do differently? What did you backtrack and say, hey, I did that the first time, trial and error. That didn't work. When we go into this whole new thing where there's so much more invested in it because you're owning a space. Yeah.
0: Um, What was that like? It's it's definitely scary because like, I mean, now like to own a building, it's almost like, and this is what I've understood most in business is that it counts to go big. Mm -hmm. Like you could be scared shitless out of your mind, but if you, and and I just want to say too that like everything, every business that I have owned and operated, nothing has been with the leading goal of like, oh, I can make a lot of money doing this. Not one time. Not one time has anything been about money. It's truly solely been about passion, passion. Mm -hmm. Um, whenever I purchased this building, so my advisors had really been pressing me. Like I need to start owning the buildings that I'm operating out of. I saw this building, this, where we are now. Um, off of Shore Drive. It was so ugly. And there had been such a huge turnover of restaurants or businesses being here. And, like, every day I would drive by this building. And I'd be like, man, I could just – like, it's so ugly, but it has so but much it's potential. it's so unique. It's so I unique. I feel like
1: the building itself, especially with the
0: surroundings, is so unique. Like, it's I've never yeah. really seen a building from the outside like this. Yeah, I, I, I saw something in the building. And then I actually just called the number – driving to the gym and I was like yo I'm gonna offer you xyz call me back (laughs) legit (laughs) and they came back to me like within like a day and of course they countered offer countered offered and I was honestly so busy like I probably would have taken their counter offer I was so busy that because I low-balled it I was like I'll take this property for this much you know and I was so busy that like I think my silence to them, they were like, Oh, she doesn't, she doesn't want it. So they, it actually ended up in my favor and I ended up, they ended up offering me a price and I was like, yes, right, <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy this building. <laughs> and so then I, you know, of course I was like, I remember like all of this was probably on my phone as I was driving either to get home to the kids. I'm like, yes. Yes, I'm going to buy that building. (laughs) And then, you know what's funny, though, is, like, being a young female, they're like, okay, like, are you, like, the manager? And I'm like, hell no, I'm the fucking owner. Right. Like, who's going to buy this building? I'm going to buy this building. Do I have investors? No, I am the investor. Right. And I think, like, in the time, too, like... I think that it's so unexpected for women, young women, young female entrepreneurs yes. to, like, come in like a boss and be like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. buy this building. Because I feel like it's
1: the men who are the hardballs.
0: It, it, yeah. 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 And um, whenever I came in and, you know, like the contractor that I'd been working with, um, even the first time meeting him, I remember that it makes it can make people in the room like a little uncomfortable when you walk in and they don't know exactly who to expect. Mm-hmm. And you walk in like a young female And, like, half the times I'd, like, have my kids with me, and they're like, oh, what's this, like, mom doing? This is, like, an assistant to somebody. It's like, no. Like, I'm, like... And it you know and and but it's a good it's like a shock and awe.
1: It like is a shock and awe. And it, it was yeah. almost
0: like I had to like build myself up. Like I could be sitting in the car and like all right, go in there, freaking own it. You tell them what you want, when you want it, how it's going to go. <laughs> I can see you in your car saying that exact same thing, loud.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ashley, you've got Listen this. Up. This is what we're going to do today. <laughs> the pep talk.
0: And, but like every time, like, I mean, it even goes back to like stepping on stage for like figure competitions or like going back and like lifting weights for the first time every single time, whether it's, um, whether it has to do with fitness, like fitness oriented or like a business endeavor, I have always been scared. There's always this, um, this fear that sets down, Mm. like sets, sets within me. And I think, like, once you learn that, like, fear is always going to be there, like, it almost becomes, like, this, like, mental game of, like, you know it's going to show up. You can expect it. Now, how are you going to play with that fear? It's like you might be scared to do 1,800 burpees. How many?
1: 1,848.
0: Yeah. Right? (laughs) Right. It was like scary walking into that day of doing all those burpees. Like it's always going to be scary. Yeah. If somebody tells you that they started a company, they started on their fitness journey and that they were not scared, they are lying to you because Mm -hmm. it is scary.
1: Nothing great happened from a comfortable zone.
0: 100%.
1: Yes. No changes are made if you stay there. Like you have to face that fear. Yes. In order for anything to happen cuz obviously in your comfort zone if you're wishing for something more that means nothing is happening right. in that comfort zone.
0: Right. Yeah. Um yeah, it's always been scary and then, you know, whenever I I don't know, I remember like I had like that was the next step for American Brew. Yeah. It was buying a building, investing in a place and like you have to think of it more long term. Like American Brew is here, but the investment in this place, in the location, the location the location is a prime spot. Like, I mean, American Brew might move out of this location. Yeah. But I will always own this building. True. American Brew can move down to, like, I don't know. Oceanfront. It could go down to Richmond. Hey. But I will always have this building. This building is an investment. And... I'm not moving American Brew, by the way. It's staying here (laughs) forever. (laughs) This is like a perfect place for American Brew. Hypothetically. Yeah, Yeah, but it's like, you know, it was a a risk. It 100% was a risk. And I think because I have never been driven by money, Mm -hmm. I wasn't scared of the risk. I was driven by passion. I didn't care. I could have invested into this building. I could Mm -hmm. have put... $100,000 $100,000 down. And if I would have lost all of that, I would have been okay because it was never about the money.
1: Yeah. It and was I, about passion. And I think that that's where a lot of people go wrong. Yes. So many people are driven by, I'm going to do this because it could make me X amount of money yeah. at, at the end. But if you don't have that passion for what you're doing, right. then Where's the drive coming from? You know what I'm saying? And so I think that in the reverse, when people have the passion and it's not about money, you notice that these passionate people tend to be more successful. Well, they stay
0: in it for the long run. Exactly, because Because, there's a goal. Yeah, because believe me, shit's going to (laughs) break. Yeah, it is. (laughs) You're going to wake up one day and you're going to be the only one probably standing in your establishment trying to run a business on your own. Mm-hmm. And if you are not driven by passion, you will quit. Yes. If you are solely driven by a money sign, that won't outlast passion. Exactly. It won't. You'll get bored. You'll get bored. And, you know, it probably won't meet the expectations that you thought that it would meet. Yeah. Even if you make all the money in the world.
1: Yeah. If there's no passion behind it, right. if you're not passionate about behind what you're doing and you are coming to a place like this where you're servicing people and you want them to be just as passionate in the community and everything like that, if you don't have that, the people that you're dealing with and wanting to incorporate into this environment aren't going to be sold on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, And they're going to feel that. And I think that that's why when people come in here, they feel the passion. They feel how everybody wants to connect with that, that, that sense of community. Yeah. And Which I think is what that, I wanted. Exactly. Ultimately. I wanted to build a community. Exactly.
0: I wanted to build a place that people could come like in the neighborhood, in the area, um, and to be able to experience something completely unique and different and to provide a place that the community can come and gather.
1: So what did you do when you hit a roadblock, whether that be in your business, in fitness, because I know that along my journey I've hit lots yeah of roadblocks right. and I feel like a lot of people get discouraged by these roadblocks right. and so instead of moving forward that fear again keeps them from stopping they think that they've failed yeah I know that I've mentally pushed through in right. doing that um in things not necessarily business but along throughout your life how do you feel like you've overcome roadblocks mm-hmm. whether that be an mm-hmm. injury um You know, anything like that, as far as like your training or business or family or anything like
0: that? So, if you're wanting to start a business or even start a fitness journey and you think that you're going to start and there's going to be nothing in your way, you're wrong, first of all. Because let me tell you, there will be things, no matter how great of a path, no matter how great of a path that you have planned out in front of you. There will be things that come up along the way, and I mean, for me, it's like I embraced the adversity that came with it, I embraced the adversity that came with my fitness journey, I embraced the adversity that came with owning and operating a, biz- a business. And for me, it's like if you're going down this path and You hit a roadblock. You should never think that is a sign that you should want to quit. What I do every single time, whether it's fitness, whether it's a business endeavor, I have to stop. I have to disconnect myself emotionally. And I have to remember my why. Exactly. What was the purpose? Because again, going back to like, if everything is rooted with passion. There's always if, a purpose. There's a purpose. And so you can lose that. You can lose the passion once you, like, really get into it. And the first roadblock that you hit, you can be like, I- I'm done. This is too hard. Like, I was never meant to do this. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing anymore. You have to stop. Mm-hmm. And you have to take yourself in reverse all the way back to the beginning and remember why did you start this journey in the first place? Exactly. And then again, if you're driven by passion and not by a dollar sign, not by, you know, if it's fitness, not by I don't know, reaching this like crazy goal in like a short amount of time. If you're driven by passion and purpose, if that is in your driver's seat, you will overcome all of the adversity that comes in your way. Yeah,
1: not ma- no matter how big or No matter how
0: big the mountain is, right? You might have to take, you might have to like go backwards, take a different route, start over. Yeah. But when you're driven by passion, when you're driven by purpose, you will always, always reach your end goal. Absolutely.
1: So... Now we have the questions from Mm -hmm. the fans, ma'am. The first one is, where did you start off when you went off on your own into your fitness career? So I feel like we kind of touched on this last week. Um, But where was the mind shift for you to go from a mom, like, besides just seeing somebody in a magazine... Mm -hmm. that had done a fitness competition, where was it for you mentally to be like, I want that. Yeah. Like why, like why? And also what, what drove you from like just being a sports athlete. Right. And a mom to. Yeah. I don't know
0: if it comes back to that competitiveness that I've had. Um, I had one older brother growing up. We were always really competitive with each other. I was a competitive soccer player. I don't know if that was something that was instilled mm-hmm. in me when I was younger. Um, but it's almost like if anybody tells me no, that I can't achieve something or that I I can't ever be good enough to reach this goal, I could never do this or that. Um, it just fueled me. Mm. It almost It was almost like it made me like even hungrier,
1: like a prove them wrong kind of mentality. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And a lot of times like, and, and I think that's fine if that's going to fuel you to reach your goals. That's fine. However, it comes back full circle that it has to be passion driven. If you're just doing something to prove to somebody that you mm-hmm. can do it, but there's no passion behind it,
1: you're exactly. going to
0: set yourself up for like, Fizzling out and not being able to reach those goals. Like exactly. everything that I wanted, it was purely passion driven and truly believing, like seeing it, seeing it already happening before it actually happened. Yeah. I had that vision. And then somebody would come along and be like, mm, I, don't, I don't know. You're a mom. You're not supposed to look like that. You're not supposed to be in shape when you're a mom. I'll be like, oh, yeah, you better watch me. <laughs> I'm going to have a better physique before even before. And so like, I just think that a lot of it was just driven by my competitive nature of like truly wanting to achieve something. Hmm. That's good. All
1: right. The next one, what is the difference between training for performance compared to training for aesthetics Mm -hmm. and what is your
0: preference? So that's actually a really good question. So I actually started my journey I trained solely to get on stage, to walk the T-walk, to be up on stage for maybe 15 minutes. Um, whenever I got over and I started actually training for a performance, and that's actually what ended up burning me out, is I, I love, I think everybody, if, if you are thinking about competing and getting on stage, I 100% think that you need to do it. And the first steps in doing that is to sign up for a competition, you have to commit to it. But if you just are like, Oh yeah, maybe next year I'll sign up. uh, uh-uh. You go ahead and you sign up for that competition and you work towards that goal. And for the longest time, like, I mean, I competed, I ended up getting my pro card. I competed, uh, NPC, uh, or, yeah, NPC and then WBFF, which is where I got my pro cards, which, my pro card, which was like the wings that you saw. Yeah. The, yeah. um, But I was, like, at the root of who I was, I was an athlete. And I missed, like, I was an athlete training for competition the entire time. But it was, like, the moment I got to, like, the two weeks out where I was dieting down, I felt like I just lost all of my strength. I lost all of my athleticism. And that's ultimately what pushed me to want to train to be an athlete. Mm -hmm. So that's when I truly picked up um, functional training. And I... I think that if you actually focus on being an athlete and less focus on, like, what your physique looks like, I think you end up coming out, like, ahead. I think sometimes people can just get so fixated and, like, Mm -hmm. obsessed with, like, wanting to look a certain way. But if you just train like an athlete, if you eat and fuel yourself like an athlete, you'll, I believe you'll be really happy with your results. But it takes time. It takes time.
1: All right. Next one. Any tips for training during pregnancy and postpartum? I'm pregnant with my second and get nervous about the do's
0: and do nots of lifting as well as getting back and following childbirth. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I trained with my youngest when I was pregnant, um, Otto, who is now five. I was training before I was pregnant. And so I didn't have any restrictions. Like, I, you know, I had a great pregnancy. I didn't have a doctor tell me that I shouldn't lift. And so I continued to lift, like, as long as it felt comfortable. Um, But, I I mean, I remember I got, like, a lot of backlash on social media saying, Mm -hmm. like, because I'm pregnant, I shouldn't lift. Um, But for me, like, one, I had clearance with my doctor. Um, I was already training, like, very intensely before I was pregnant. And then I just modified. And what's most important is that you just listen to your body. Yeah. Like, every pregnancy and every woman is different. You have to truly just listen to your body, like, cut out what everybody is telling, all the social media coaches out there. Absolutely. Thinking that they know everything because they don't. Um, but it can be, I mean, it can definitely be hard to do that. And then, I mean, I remember too, like after I had, and I've had three C-sections, um, and one miscarriage and whenever I had my last son, um, and I went to try to go run, like I couldn't even run a half of a mile. Yeah. I remember I just like, I took off running down the beach and like my body just hurt. Like I could just feel the weights, my joints, like everything. And like, I probably got, um, like maybe a fourth of a mile and I just started crying because like I went from like being like this elite athlete, like this professional, like I could like run mountains, you know, to like basically being at
1: ground zero. Yeah. I think that it's important to remember what your body has done by bringing a child in. And so postpartum, you're not going to bounce back you're not. I say
0: give yourself a year. Yeah. Give yourself a year. You owe it to yourself um, to have that time to, you know, the One, body has to repair your, itself. Yes. Yeah. And you just, I mean, yeah. the miracle of having a child and embracing that. And I think that we put so much, like, I mean, this is kind of how we are in today's society. Like, we want everything like this. We want to, like, reach goals like this. We want to, you know. You have been carrying this human in your belly for nine months. Yeah. Give yourself, um, at minimum, nine months. I say a year. Yeah. A year. And um, it's different
1: for those who have had C-sections because yep. you have to also. Yeah. You have
0: to like your whole like abdomen yeah. gets like you slid open. You have to from that. Yeah. It's horrible. It is. Cut your abs. Abs. <laughs> abs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question. Um, I've been working out pretty consistently but have been frustrated by the lack of results. Any tips moving forward?
0: Yeah. I would say um, change it up. I have noticed in my own personal journey of fitness and weight training is that whenever I do the same thing consistently, like your your body is smart. I think it figures out the least amount of energy it can output um, to do the same thing mm-hmm. over and over again. So you have to think of it like you're going to constantly go in and like shock your body, like switch up your training. Maybe you're doing a five-by-five um, lifting heavy, like whatever with the deadlifts, change it up, do like a three sets by 20 to 30 reps and then add like 15 burpees in between each yeah. set. I think that, um, if you're hitting a plateau, I mean, even like looking at your diet and your nutrition absolutely, can be a huge like added bonus. Well that, and I
1: think that people, if they're not weighing and tracking, don't realize how much they're actually eating. And another thing that I've seen is people undereat.
0: And yes. I think that they're not looking at their body like they need oh, to that is, fuel that it. That is a huge thing. We're actually gonna save that for another podcast. Yeah. Because one of my biggest pet peeves is females thinking they have to eat like birds. Yeah. You need to eat less, a is lot. not more. Yeah, and better. I've actually been on both sides of that spectrum. I I have thought I had this like you know idea in my mind that oh I just need to eat less. No. I actually saw more results. Mm -hmm. I was stronger. I was fitter when I would eat more and my calorie consumption was higher. I was eating the right things. Mm -hmm. I was, again, fueling my body like an athlete. I wasn't focused on the physique, but I was fueling myself to perform. But, yeah, we, like, need to save that topic for, like, an entire podcast because I just hate that women do that to themselves. Exactly. And, and men. I mean, men, too. Like, they think, like, they do. oh, I got to get huge. I got to eat 10,000 calories to do. Yeah. Dirty bulking. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. You know, so. But that's a good question. Yeah.
1: All right. So now it is time for your homework assignment, Mm ma'am. And I feel like we've talked about a lot of goal setting.
0: Yeah. So what do you think the homework should be for this week? For the homework this week, I think that it's important to find a discipline and start small and do it every single day. It's important that this discipline, this goal that you pick for yourself is something that you can legitimately do every single day. Maybe it's 10 push-ups. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're going to say three times this week, I am going to run a mile. And that is what I want your homework to be. I'm going to leave it at that. Because like, like, yes, like Brittany, you've started running. hmm and whenever you first started running, how far did you run?
1: Not very far.
0: Do you know how far it was or did I you go by say, time?
1: I just went by how I felt. So okay. I would run a distance until I felt like I couldn't anymore. And, and then, then I'd walk. walk a little bit yeah. and then I'd pick it back up. But yeah. I would say I'd probably only started with like a, cu- like a couple of miles. right?
0: And now you're up to seven. Yes. Which is like the farthest, over seven. I have to say over seven. Yes. Which is the farthest she's ever run. So... I think that it's so important. And it could even be like, yes, fitness, but it could be like waking up 30 minutes earlier and having that time of meditation before your day starts because our days are so busy and yeah. so noisy and the world can be so loud at and times. And that meditation and that one small goal of setting that
1: can get you so much further than yes. the other goals that you set. Yeah.
0: So yeah. make sure you head on over to our Instagram um, and let us know how your homework goes. It is at Pod and let us know i want to know what um disciplines you're setting this week and let us know what you think about the show any questions that you might have and make sure you tell your friends tell your family follow us like comments below and maybe give us a recommendation on whiskey that we should try yeah and we'll catch you next time